1: Last night was yet another reminder that Chapel Hadley cricket is great and we don't do it often enough. There's an energy and rivalry that's intrinsic when New Zealand and Australia meet. It's loaded with history and it's usually splendidly entertaining. Last night's T20 was a cracker. That's as good as the shortest form is. Tim David with his first real moment for Australia, guiding the team home after requiring 32 from nine balls. And it was a matter of a fingernail at the end. Glenn Phillips dived for the line drive at mid-wicket, but he missed the ball ever so close. As an opening foray for the Australian Tour of New Zealand, it was absolutely brilliant. And it is that reminder. Chapel Hadley cricket is great. And I feel like we probably don't do it often enough. First game of the Chapel Hadley comes down to this, the last ball, four runs needed. Tim Southey up against Tim Davids. David hits powerfully to the onside. Into a gap, but deep pocket. He's won the game. Tim David! Brilliant cameo at the end. Alongside his heroic captain Mitch Marsh, who's put on a clinic himself with seven-sixes. But Tim David has come in and slammed the door on New Zealand's face that Chapel Hadley is here with the bang. Yeah, you know, I thought we didn't bowl too bad, but you know the power they possess all the way down is, is I guess, the reason why they're pretty good. But yeah, it was, it was a hell of a game of cricket and um, we just got to reflect and move on. Firstly, it's great to be playing for it in the, in the T20s um, and across all the white ball formats now. Um, it's got such great history within our two teams and um, obviously we've got two games to go. Eden Park's a Middle ground to play at um, and a great experience for all of our guys. So we're looking forward to getting there. And we came here to win the series. So hopefully, we can do that in Auckland. Our two nations come together the morning after in the glow of thrilling cricket. Jared Waitley in Australia, Ian Smith in New Zealand. Smithy, hello.
0: Hello, Jared Waitley, and uh, so looking forward to your presence in person uh, on these shores very shortly, uh, of course, for the test matches. But what a pipe opener that was last night. And, you know, uh, we couldn't have asked for much more. Over 430 runs, so a good pitch and the players coming to the party. And in the end, uh, as is often the case, just a touch too good for us, which is a little bit frustrating, I've got to say.
1: Smithy, I have to ask, is the barest possible margin now the length of Glenn Phillips' fingernails?
0: It possibly could be. You possibly could be right because we were thinking if anyone can stop it on our side, it'll be Glenn Phillips because he is a a grass burner. He gets across it at a really great rate of knots. So Tim David did bring our best fielder into play. He just uh, was a little bit too good. And that's an interesting point because I I look at Tim David uh, over a period of time. I watch the big bash, et cetera. Sometimes he's one of those players that just – he just has everyone baffled. And now, and then you see last night the reason why they pick him.
1: It's his first real moment for Australia. So he's been a franchise fascination, I reckon. And he was shoehorned into that Australian team at the previous T20 World Cup. And it never panned out for Australia because of what New Zealand did to them in the first game. But there he was last night. He's such a dynamic player over that, that just a few balls. And so from nine to go... I sort of always felt like Australia would get there and then with nine to go, the maths were against them and he goes, what he go, four six six to get it to 16 mm. in the last over and then you knew it was going to head down to the last ball from there.
0: It was a brilliant, absolutely brilliant spectacle and uh, we were crying out for it actually over here to be perfectly honest. Uh, look, uh, Mitch Marsh, Growing as a cricketer, yeah. a winner of the Allen Border Medal, ahead of a player, and Pat Cummins, of course, who was the world cricketer of the year basically. He got the Cigarfield Sabres Trophy. So Mitch Marsh growing into a, and now a leadership role too.
1: So his his task now might be to captain Australia to a World Cup victory, a World Cup campaign later this year. So his uh, his renaissance and, and the way he's won the country over, Smithy, so you would have got a little bit of a feel for that in your time over here, but the glow that existed after he won that Allen Border medal and uh, his beautiful line about loving a few beers and being a bit fat um, resonated right across the country. And my goodness, he's a dynamic white ball player at the moment, as well as what he's doing in the test cricket. And, well, two fours and seven sixes. is, is He was largely the reason, wasn't he, with the 72?
0: He was, he's amazing. I mean, as they call him the bison over there because he is ba- basically based around, he's a beef, he's a massive beef man. I mean, he just, he just oozes power and that's and fantastic. Is it, if, if there is a slight worry for Australia, could it be you are the most powerful bowling side in the world,
1: particularly in test cricket, the numbers don't lie.
0: Are they just conceding a wee bit more for your liking than perhaps they should?
1: I think in, yeah, through those T20s against the West Indies and then, Yes, or last night at the at the small ground probably is. I know it can be a batters game at time, but I probably think Adam Zamper is the query at the moment. So three overs, none for 42. Um, Marsh had spoken about him being the most important player going through this campaign during the middle of the year to the West Indies and in America. Uh, that he was treated with um he was treated with contempt on the lofted hitting, wasn't he? Mm.
0: It is It is uh, an interesting conundrum because, having said that, um, the World Cup in India, a lot of people said one of the reasons why um, Australia was so damn good is that Zamper
1: became almost the go-to guy. Tell me this, Smithy, so you've lived this over a long time. Chapel Hadley Cricket is absolutely brilliant. And you've been on hand in recent times. The Darren Mashala mm. match at the World Cup is the start of the previous T20 World Cup in Sydney where uh, New Zealand spoiled the parade as they played finals in recent times. Um, I feel like we don't do it often enough. It's, could this not be a yearly spectacle Bledisloe Cup style? <laughs>
0: I think it I think it was designed to be that way from the outset, Jared I think it was supposed to be an annual thing you you host it we host it kind of thing it's It's just the window you know i yeah. mean it's it's just finding the opportunity to do it in elongated seasons now I mean next year, for instance in Australia, as you well know, the focus will be on five Test matches against india uh, that is huge, absolutely massive. It would be nice to think that uh, both countries would come to an agreement on that. I, I we've had one or two texts come in and say T20 should not be formed part of the of the Chapel hadley mix. Uh, just leave it up to One uh, Day Internationals. But I like the idea. Women's cricket are doing this across the board. Are playing the Ash I mean, weren't the Ashes played over a number of various f- forms of the
1: game? Yep. And w- I don't mind that. I think. I don't mind it. Yeah, and I think you can tailor it to the year that you're in. So this year T20 matters. Everyone's trying to warm up. You don't need to be playing fifty-over yeah. cricket this year, but you need as much T20 cricket as you can. And then, if we got when we get to a year that's got a fifty-over World Cup, you could play it over fifty overs. I, the beauty of it is, is because of our proximity, is you, you just have to find one week like it's absolutely perfect to play Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, and then I, I, the yep. tests are, are a different proposition. I truly think we should be playing three against each other, but at, I just to have that trophy up for grabs in dispute every year because there is, there's something intrinsic when these two teams come together around the white ball at the moment.
0: Interesting too, because, uh, and both the Hadley and Chapel families were uh, consulted as part of the process. Uh, both of them agreed, which is something in itself, I guess. Uh, that it should uh, it should uh, be perhaps formatted this way going forward. It will, of course, include the two test matches, Jared. Um, an unprecedented interest over here. You'll be here for the Basin Reserve, which will be absolutely fantastic. Uh, I guess you'll uh, we'll have to hand over the captaincy to you, and you'll be running the cutter there. But uh, look. Um, that beautiful vantage point from the Basin Reserve, if it's not blowing a, the death of a Southerly, we'll be fine. Uh, mate, honestly, uh, we're so looking forward to it. F- sold out the first four days of the Basin, uh, pretty much selling out too in Christchurch. What about the the Test Series and your expectations there?
1: So it's been brilliant to watch Kane Williamson warm up and the historic markers that he set. We were able to listen to your calls of that. When, when New Zealand came here last, there were high hopes, but it didn't pan out. Um, uh, this hasn't happened in New Zealand for a, a bit too long, really, the Test Series. The Australian top order is not absolutely settled. It's anything other than a green top, and we'd be, as, um, as observers, we'd be disappointed that you weren't playing to your strengths. Uh, I know that you've got an injury in the fast bowling ranks, but the team looks sort of well... Um, it looks well prepared for the challenge at hand, and I feel... It feels defining for maybe this period of New Zealand cricket to, to have a dip at Australia right now. Would that, would that be a fair uh, overlay?
0: Oh, I think uh, on the basis of what Shamar Joseph and the West Indies finally were able to achieve that afternoon at the Gabba, I think, uh, I think all of a sudden there's a sense of belief in this country that we could may, maybe expose that, that uh, uh, slight underbelly there and <clears throat> get them going backwards. But what we don't possess at the moment anyway, and people are crying out for it now, Is extra pace in our attack. And, and of course, uh, Shamar Joseph in that last over was still bowling 145 to 148. And that can upset any side, particularly if you can string seven or eight overs together. Those kind of players are rare in the world. Um, But to me, that was interesting because they they did beat um, Australia and they had no real spin component. They had Kevin Sinclair, who was a bit part player, really, better with the bat than the ball. So, I'm not sure, I, I'm look, I, I, if I was able to, I'd, I'd be preparing a low green seamer. Yes, a low yep. green seaming pitch that stayed that way for four or five days. I think that's our best bet. I remember, reminiscent of all those years ago at Belle Reef when you couldn't really determine the pitch because it was the same colour as the rest of the block. Uh, apart from the fact there were stumps there, we didn't quite know which <laughs> yes. one we were playing on. That's, that's the kind of surface, I think, uh, New Zealand's best bet is,
1: what do you reckon? Yep. I, I, if anything other than that, and you'll have missed a trick, I reckon. So have a dip at Australia's top order, which is still trying to find its way and see if you can wreak havoc. I, I'm so looking forward to seeing Ratchan Ravinja, uh, who's, um, I mean, I know that was his first innings of real significance in the, in the 20 over game last night. He's hitting his glorious. He settled mm. in so well into his test career. So, um, I guess we're in the latter days of Kane Williamson, but Ravindra has revealed himself as um, as quite the prodigy.
0: Well, he has, and, and we were quite surprised when they gave him the role against uh, South Africa. And let's not um, mix words here. That was a very, very poor South African side. Yeah. I hope never see uh, the likes of that again. South Africa are much, much better than that. So uh, let's put that uh, to bed early. But you can only score runs <coughs> against uh, who's put in front of you. And he scored a magnificent double hundred. Batting at four, And we didn't think perhaps in the combox, box, we thought he might come in at five, maybe even six, Ravindra, and be a, a bit part player with a spin bowling. But they gave him the number four spot and he took it. And, and the other thing to remember too, when it comes to playing against Australia, His his previous knock, of course, was at Durham Cellar, where he scored a brilliant hundred as well. So Mm. he's seen, um, albeit in white ball fashion, he's seen this bowling attack and he should go to his backyard, which is the Basin Reserve, where he's played so much of his cricket and his upbringing, uh,
1: with a bit of confidence. And not many young players do that against Australia in test cricket. So we'll be together next Thursday for the first ball of that. Well, what does last night do to the last two T20s and, uh, and what's about to unfold Friday and Sunday?
0: Massive crowds I would be thinking yeah. at Eden Park so Friday night Sunday um, two explosive uh, crowds and they love it there at Eden Park there'll be a, there'll be a truckload of uh, David Warner <laughs> hasslers but that won't worry him. Uh, it's, no, it's not uh, not new ground for him. Uh, but I, I, what I'm expecting is uh, I, I still back Australia. In the market over here, Australia is pretty firm favourites, so I think it's fair to say. And um, I think there's, if New Zealand can take some confidence out of that, they won't be having Williamson, they won't be having Daryl Mitchell, they won't be having Matt Henry for those two games. So... If this squad can continue on, I think we'll have a couple of great encounters. The surface here, generally, Jared, is very, very good. It's a drop-in surface, and we all know the boundaries are very small. Could be a hitting fest over the two nights.
1: One week in February, every year, Chapel Hadley cricket. Oh, let, let's get to it, Smithy. Yep. Let's see if we can make that happen.
0: Well, if if you can't make it happen, Jared, with your the, the strings that you can pull, uh, it won't happen. <laughs> see
1: you next week, Smithy. Great to catch up. Can't wait. Cheers, Jared. All the best. Ian Smith in New Zealand. Jared Whateley in Australia. Looking back on last night, bit of Chapel Hadley cricket. It's, it's so good. The rivalry is just stitched in the history and what happened last night. I, I didn't want to be rude, but Glenn Phillips should have fielded that ball. He should have knocked that down and denied Tim David. But uh, he jumped over the top of it. It's just an Australian view.